0: Welcome to Talking Giants player profiles and projections. I'm your host Bobby Skinner here with my co-host Justin Panic. Today we got slot versus slot. We got Juan Dale Robinson mm. and Darnay Holmes, but we're gonna start with Juan Dale Robinson. Some people call this guy Juan Dale Earnhardt because he's fast. I, I thought of a John Grudenism at camp the other day wow. when I watched him just run. I'm yeah, like, don't, oh yeah, don't this, do not do the impersonation. Don't this do is, the voice. This is this is yeah. I showed anyways. We're, don't this, do the voice. This is PPP. Um, Wide receiver out of Kentucky was the 43rd overall pick in this draft. So the, the third pick by uh, of the Joe Shane era. Small guy, five foot eight, 178 pounds, 27 five eight inch arms. Very noticeable how short he is. Ran a four, four uh, the Wendy's forty in the forty, the four, 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 mm. 34 and a half inch vertical jump. Was that in Nebraska in 19 and 20? Got used a little bit. 40 catches, 51 catches, less than 10 yards a pop. But transferred to Kentucky, and. I like what Kentucky's offense did, and they used him. In 13 games, he had 104 catches, led the SEC with 1,334 yards, seven touchdowns, 12.8 yards per catch, and a good catch rate within that. To get 104 catches with a 74.2% catch rate is, is pretty good for Juan Dale. I hate using the word gadget, but I I don't think he's a gadget player. But for Kentucky, he was an all or nothing. It was a very very short route, or we're working this guy deep on posts, you know, or deep crossers, or just or just stri- or yeah. straight up go routes. You know, he ran like he ran the full route tree at Kentucky, but that's when he was his most effective. Whether it's a twenty plus yard concept or a quick game, get him the ball. You know, um, the the intermediate game there there needs to be some. Um, some like crispness added to his route running and just some nuance to it. But yeah, and the all fun- or
1: nothing, the all or nothing, you know, uh, thought backs up the stats because he had a class high thirty four percent of his targets came from at or behind the line of scrimmage, while he also had sixteen deep catches, the sixth most in the nation, and five hundred fifty three deep yards, the twelfth most in the nation. So it definitely, you know, you're right about that. That
0: being said, I don't think that's really what from what we've seen of a little bit of camp. I don't think that's fully going to be his role with no. the New York Giants. I think he's going to be using the intermediate crossers. They're gonna, he's going to be using the down, deep down the field at times. He's going to be using some manufactured shorter concepts. But we've seen, and I, I don't like to reference camp too much on these PPPs, but if Shep is not back week one, Wandale is going to be a huge part of, of this offense. Like, he's going to get a lot of targets in this Giants offense. I think
1: even with Shep being back, like, I, I don't know if there's ever been. An Offensive player, obviously, defensive players can be standouts and be like, Oh, I expect a big season from him, especially a pass rusher, right? But I don't know if there's ever been a player that I've watched in camp. And again, I hate bringing up camp during PPPs, but my expectations and my opinion on the player has changed so much compared to the start of camp and now that we've seen you know X
0: amount of practices. It's it's kind of crazy yeah because it's just we didn't know what his role would be because it's it's for a five foot eight guy who was used the way he was it's it's gonna be it's you can't do that at the nfl you're not gonna be used in that same way (laughs) and maybe we have a coaching staff now that
1: says that if they want to do something and we have a regime now that says we want to do something we want to use a guy in a certain way maybe they're actually going to carry that out instead of just say we have a plan but then actually not have a
0: plan right yeah, so but it really does seem like he's a big part of the plan. So let's talk about just some of his attributes. I think his speed is really good, not great. Um, for his size, you would like him to be like a little faster, but he's extremely quick. Like he's more quick than he is fast, you know, like you know, I mean you look at it, he ran a 44440. That's fast, but that's not burner fast. Right. Um, cuts are really good and sets guys up with leverage into his cut. When he can get some momentum into the route break, that's when he's at his best. But the route tree was a little limited at Kentucky, and he's very raw on it. When you see it, it's like, hey, this is a, you know, a five-yard out, a slant. That's when he has trouble separating. He has, he has trouble separating on the shorter concept or, or, or even curl routes because there's so much nuance into those routes to be able to get separation because it's very quick. And if the DB's got the right leverage, you're, you can't work 10, 15 yards down the field and get that leverage that you want. So that's what he just really needs to work on it. You know, um, there's times where – there was times where he was going into his route, and he was almost jumping into the break, like, like a jumping into the stop into the break. So there's just a lot of nuances to his route running and route sell on the shorter concepts that he needs to do to be a really good slot wide receiver. But right now he looks fun. He looks like he's going to be used, and we've seen him most effective really on crossing routes, and I think that's how he's going to be used a ton, at least as a rookie.
1: Yeah, one of the things, you know, even before camp that attracted me about Wondell Robinson is just the yards after the catchability. He had 22 missed tackles. Um, that was sixth most in a nation last year. Um, and he did this on, you know, 35 screen catches, third most in a nation, 268 screen yards. That was fourth most in a nation. So that's where the manufactured stuff comes from. But You know, what, again, tracks me about Wandale, in a league that is so much we're going to kind of sort of allow you to throw the ball underneath because we want to prevent the explosive play, having a guy like Wandale that can catch the ball in the intermediate part of the field, create those yards after the catch, um, that's what I want to see from his rookie year. Even if the route running isn't totally crisp, when he gets the ball in his hands, can he add a little bit to the offense?
0: Yeah, he's electric with the ball in his hands. Now, he's on a team where there's a guy who's more electric, and there is Tony, but... You know, so when you see them side by side, it doesn't look as great. But when, if we didn't have Kader's Tony, we would talk about uh, all about, I think about that a little more. Another note, too, because you said about his,
1: his route running. Still 21 years old, you know, part of the theme of the draft class that is so young. And he just started to play legit full-time that, wide receiver this past year. So that's why it's like it gives you upside and promise that he can work on the route running and stuff like that.
0: And that's a, that's a great point because at Nebraska, they use him as this utility running back slash wide receiver. The Giants will give him a few running back rests, but he's not going to be getting it like he was at Nebraska. Um, and then at Kentucky, it's one year. I don't know how great the wide receiver coaches were at Kentucky. But I do know sometimes, like, it was a very, like, scheme oriented coaching staff from what they had from the Rams. So, again, I, I'm not going to, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. But also, some of those times, there can be a lot of preparation on what we're running on this play and not exactly how we're running this play. But so it's like, yeah, it does he have a lot of room to grow? But it's, he's never, I don't think he's ever been given great coaching. So it'll be interesting to see how, no pun intended, Mike Rowe works with him. Mike
1: Micro. Mike Rowe. Um, One of the, Things that I'm excited about this year, too, Um, I'm trying to look at the trends of slot wide receivers in the past with the Giants and then also the Bills. Um, The Giants have had some wide receivers that have been given one of the biggest cushions in the National Football League, that being Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Toney. And then also Cole Beasley was one of those guys that was given a pretty large cushion at the line of scrimmage, too. So I think that can give Wandell Robinson a little bit of room with Cushion, that he can actually do some good things with the ball in his hands and then also getting open, getting
0: separation. Yeah, so it's like as he gets – and that's the nice thing about Juan Dale is while he needs to work on those stuff, he still has, he can have a huge role yeah. without that you know like cuz you can get you know when you're facing zone get him in space and let him and yeah. let him do his thing
1: also excited for slot fates i mean we saw that a ton in 2019 where I thought Go- that Dan- was his most crisp route right daniel Ramp, jones Rout and Ramp. Ramp. golden tate i mean think back to that this is just one example there's more than one but uh, think back to that uh thursday night football game against the patriots where golden tate just you know bobbles that football, goes for a big touchdown. I think that, is, that was the, one of the more successful plays that he ran at Kentucky. Yeah. And I think that's Daniel Jones, one of Daniel Jones' most successful plays because there's no need to put a back shoulder. There's no need to lob it up. It's just hit your guy in stride, um, and then you know, hopefully that will lead to some big plays this year.
0: Yeah, for a guy who had some struggles with route running, like that was noticeably a really good – and at 5'8", that was like a really good route um, that he ran. So from looking at like, the draft notes we had, is he can really tap, test safeties on deep crossers and posts. Like Louis Scene, who was you know, drafting the first round of safety, guys lo- a lot of guys loved him. I didn't love him so much. But he killed Lewis Scene on a post route, yeah. and he ended up dropping it. But he killed him on that. Uh, you know, and that was a game I watched a Scene where I wasn't as, as enthralled with him. So those deep routes, he can do it. But we haven't seen much of it in practice so far. But it's something that I think he can really test safeties on those. Um, and when he's running uh, deep routes, it leads to those deep curl and comeback routes. So as he gets the nuances, there'll be times where he just has that cushion like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a guy who's 5'8", I think he can leap and contort to really bad throws well. Yeah. never going to be like a contested catch guy. But if there's a ball thrown behind him, he contorts to it well. So he's got like a, a good ability to contort. Like yeah, we don't want him playing at the outside running fades at the three-yard line. But you miss him a little bit on a 20-yard tw- you know, dig, he can kind of get to that ball. Yeah.
1: So, before the draft, or, or, or excuse me, after the draft, and after we took Wando Robinson, there were guys like John Meche, Jalen Tol- Tolbert, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore. They all went after Wandale Robinson. But I think at the time, we were all like, they probably should maybe be ranked ahead of Wando Robinson. But now see, and again, I hate, you know, we hate bringing up camp, but I almost feel like you have to in Wondell Robinson's PPP. But now we're seeing camp, but now we're seeing that how, he, how he's being used and what the vision is for Wandale Robinson in this offense. Even without him playing a game yet, I'm feeling already better about that.
0: I will say, so you mentioned four names. Alec Pierce, I still would rather have Alec yeah. Pierce. I would rather have Wondell than John Mechie. And this was, this is not changed by camp. Sky Moore, I wasn't as high as other people on, but I see it and because he, He's, he's, like he's a good player. Who was the other one? Um, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore, John Jalen Tolbert. Tolbert. I would probably would rather have Wondell than Tolbert. Tolbert yeah. probably has a little bit of a higher ceiling. But, I, I mean, I had them both as like, third, like early third round guys. Okay. Um, so, but Alec Pierce is the only one where I clear cut would rather have him than Wandale Robinson. All right. Um, all right. Anything else before we go to Bearburger? I
1: would and, love to go to Bearburger.
0: And then Darnay Holmes. I would love to go to Bearburger. And then we'll go to Darnay Holmes.
1: And Bear Burger, they got something for everyone, yes, even you. Their burger joint, they don't like to be bogged down by the labels. Wandell Robinson doesn't like to be bogged down by the fact that, hey, maybe he was taken a little bit early. Maybe he shouldn't have been a second round pick. He doesn't like to be bogged down by any of it, and Bear Burger doesn't like to be bogged down by it either. The only dietary restriction you'll be limited to is food that is made to taste great. Bear Burger Kitchen Bar, they have a happy hour that's the best in New York City. 12 to 7 p.m., Monday to Friday. They have exotic burgers, elk burgers, ostrich burgers, and bison burgers. Bar Bites at Bear Burger Kitchen and foot Bar, where all food items are for $9.95, Monday to Friday, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. There's some cool notes, too, where they have two Nashville sliders, six PBRs, and a martini for all under Click the link in our description to find yourself at your favorite new happy hour spot, Burger Joint and Luncheon, Bear Burger Kitchen and Bar. Thank you to Bear Burger for sponsoring our PPPs.
0: All right, let's talk about Darnay Holmes, 5'10", 195 pounds, 24 years old, out of UCLA. Was a fourth-round pick in the 2020 draft, heading into year three. Here's a fun fact. Yeah. I knew this stat after his rookie year. Darnay has never allowed a touchdown in the NFL. Never, never. Um, but let's go through some of his advanced stats, so Q opposing QB when targeting him stats. And 20, in 2021 in 11 games, uh, he was complete, 22 of 33 opposing QBs were, so 67 percent. 213 yards, so that's pretty good. Six and a half yards per attempt, 9.7 yards per completion. Um, zero touchdowns, one interception and a 77 QB rating, which was better than his rookie year, where he played 12 games, allowed 75 percent, 33 of 44. 343 yards, 7.8 yards per attempt, 10.4 yards per completion, zero touchdowns, one interception, and a 91 QB rating. So he definitely got better the past two years. His average depth of target was 7.7, so a little higher his second year, and then 5.5 his first year. So I, Darnay isn't some great nickel corner, but he's a solid nickel corner. You know, and, and I, I actually I got some comparative stats to show the worst of nickel corners and the best of nickel corners to kind of see where Darnay lay, lies, and it's in the middle. Grant Haley, uh, he had a 9.5-yard average depth of target with 8.8 yards per target. Not not where you want to be. Corey Ballantyne, 11.6 uh, average depth of target with 9.4 yards per target. Not where you want to be. Now, Bryce Callen, Callahan, who's one of the best nickel corners in the NFL. Where you want to be. 11.3 yards per target, so much more. Eight point yards, uh, 8.0 yards per attempt. Um, so, a little actually worse than Darnay, but only allowed 56% of his passes compared to 67 and 75 with Darnay. So that's, that's, you know, like Darnay is not going to give up big plays. He's not going to uh, lose you games, but also he's going to let stuff happen underneath him. And it wasn't just Patrick Graham's coaching style. Like All right, he, well, he allowed stuff underneath but on what,
1: him. So what makes you say that though? Because in, in my brain, it's very, at least in 2020, like 2021, there, there are people that said that Darnay Holmes played better First of all, when he was healthy and when he was available on the field, he only played for 37% of those defensive snaps. So when he was healthy, when he was out on the field, he only played 37% versus 2020. When he was readily available and healthy, he played 55% of the defensive snaps. So people say that Darnay Holmes played better in 2021. Uh, Why and how and how are those two seasons different? Because I'm going to be honest, I can't even fully tell you.
0: His completion percentage was nine points better. His yards per attempt was 1.3 yards better. His yards per completion were 0.7 yards better. Um, still didn't allow – t- didn't have as many defensive holding calls that he, like he did his rookie year, even though one was bogus versus the Bengals. Uh, you know, a 14-point uh, better QB rating. Um, the average depth of target was a little bit higher within that. So Which I actually think the average depth of target being
1: higher in 2021 is better because 2020 – very much used as, you know, we're just going to keep everything in front of you, you're going to come up, you're going to play. So the fact that it was higher means that maybe Patrick Graham was relying on him a little bit more. So it, does that make sense of why I actually think the average of the target being higher is a good thing for yeah. him? Yeah,
0: and the Giants did play a little more man on third down uh, this past season. They didn't yeah. play more like a ton more man coverage in general, but on third down they did more. But the thing that's holding back, Darnay, is he's a fine cor- nickel corner in zone, but you can't really trust him in man coverage. Like, yeah. he, he can get worked in man coverage, and that's the take I had the other day about camp. It's like, he's had these interceptions and stuff, but he's also got picked on a lot, too. Like, guess who's covering the, you know, people are excited about Wandale. Guess who's covering him? Darnay Holmes. Holmes. So, Darnay, right. when he's put in man coverage, which he's going to have a lot more opportunities of that with Wink Martindale, there are issues. Not like, you know, god-awful, but there are times where he gets beat pretty good. Um, and we that's also haven't issue. seen
1: him targeted super deep, um, in, in camp too. So even though you said, like, yeah, he's not going to allow a big play, um, because he hasn't been asked to work in man coverage all that often in his NFL career, will he allow the big play when he's asked to work in man coverage?
0: I think he plays safe ball from the corner spot, okay. and I think that's what, what those numbers say. Um, and people are like, well, why, why does Darnay struggle man? Well, here's one thing. Aaron Robinson and Cordell Flott are two guys who played slot corner in college. Those guys could possibly play outside of the NFL. Yeah. Darnay, you can't. You can never put Darnay Holmes on the outside. When he played against bigger wide receivers in college on the outside because he was an outside corner at UCLA, he got worked. Go watch the Washington State game. They bodied him in that game. When he faced a guy like Hollywood Brown, he did well because Hollywood Brown you know, that shorter, quicker receiver, and he's got – Darnay's got good speed, got good agility, so – but in zone, like I think he stays disciplined, which again stops from giving up the big plays. That's why he has zero touchdowns allowed in two years. So he stays very disciplined with his leverage, passing passes things off very well. Um, good keeping his eyes on QB and adjusting to the coverage to that. Um, so again, Darnay is a guy who's never going to get you beat, but he's not going to be a huge playmaker in the pass game. In the, past game, uh, in the past game, either. Even though he had like you know that interception versus the Eagles was very nice.
1: Yeah, and we've seen Darnay play confident. And, again, we're bringing up camp. Seen Darnay play confident in camp.
0: Yeah. So, again, like, I feel like it sounds might, maybe like we're a little like down on Darnay, but it's like he's a, he's a solid player, but he's never going to yeah. be some great nickel corner in the NFL. He's a solid player that you can win with as your nickel corner. Um, you know, like he was on the ninth-ranked defense uh, as a rookie, Got better his second year, and that on that ninth-rank defense, they had one of the whole like a horrible cornerback two situation with very a little pass rush. Yeah, so again, he's a capable nickel defender, but he's never going to be one of like the top nickel defenders in the league. And he's not great versus the run, um, as and as the league becomes more and more needing your nickel corners yeah. to be better versus the run, absolutely. So again, it's just Darnay is someone you trust. I want him on this team. You know, we talked about Julian Love a couple of days ago, um, like. She only really loves a guy you can trust. Darnay Holmes is somebody that I can trust to go out there and play the right way and not lose me games. Because guess what? I brought up two guys who have lost games for the New York Giants yep. in the past. But he's, I don't think he's ever going to be at that level where the completion percentage against him is in the 50s. I think it's always going to be between 60 and 70. There, it won't be, he won't be targeted a ton down the field because he's disciplined, because he has good speed, and you're not going to have contested, a bunch of contested catch opportunities out of the slot. So he's stuck in the slot. Um, so, again, that kind of limits him as a player. But, again, like, Darnay Robinson is a fine player to have on your team. He's a good player on your team. Like, as a four, for a fourth-round pick, Darnay Holmes is a, a successful fourth-round pick.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point bringing up, uh, you know, some of the other slot corners that we've had in years past because it's been that position that has derailed the entire defense where it's like, oh, I feel like the outside corners are okay or I feel like this is all right, whatever, whatever. But it's been – you watch some Giants games, too, throughout 2019, and it's like the slot, you know, whoever's that slot wide receiver that week is just killing, killing our defense. So the fact that we've had Darnay Holmes out here obviously was hurt last year for a good chunk of the year, but 2020, you know, he was here for the majority of it. You know, he adjusted well to the NFL. Hopefully he could stay, uh, another another guy on this Giants team where we're ending a PPP saying, hopefully he could stay healthy and contribute for a it's, full year.
0: It's a very interesting year for Darnay, though, because back-to-back years in the third round, the Giants have drafted a guy to play his spot. yeah. You know Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge. They drafted Aaron Robinson to play that nickel corner position, and we saw it earlier in the year. They're they're playing Rodarius Williams over him. I don't agree with that, but they did play him over him. Um, and so, like they, obviously, they viewed that as like a position of upgrade. And then with Joe Shane and Co, they draft Cordell Flott. Um, uh, you know, uh, in the in the third round. Yep. So it's you know. G, the past two GMs in the past two years have looked at that as a position they want to upgrade. So, this is a big year for Darnay. You know, like, is he going to be a really solid nickel corner and it's going to come and get my job? Or, is he, or are we going to talk about how great of depth he is going into his player profile projection next year?
1: But it's hard to ignore that smile, and that's why he's got the job right now.
0: Yeah, we love Darnay. CD, CD Lamb. I'm not, I'm not going to finish CD's that. CD's nuts. CD Lamb. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow with another player profile and projection. Um, check out all that we've been doing episodes every single weekday all types of other stuff so until tomorrow let's go big blue